It's time to gather together. Hi there, I'm Yelta, and I'll be buying the first round while we chat about Final Fantasy XIV. This is episode 154. Pull up a chair and join us. On the menu tonight, announcing the Fan Festival 2019 in Tokyo stage schedule, a new Polygon.com interview with Yoshi P, a reminder about the Distant Worlds Minnesota meetup, and a reminder about our Show Your Bunny Boy contest. We'll take some shots with the Baldusian Arsenal, <laughs> and we have fan mail. But first, let's shoot the shit. What has been going on this week? Hey, Ruby, what's been going on? What's up, Yelta? Hey. Hey. Uh, good week. Played quite a bit of Final Fantasy fourteen. Not like anything stupendous. Didn't do any like Savage or anything crazy. I think you did a lot more harder content than what I did. But I did some stuff, so it was good to get back into it. Um, continuated. I made a new word up. I continued <laughs> my Blue Mage episodic. I don't know. I'm done making up words. Uh, I got Glower. That's what I'm trying to say. I got Glower, and I did it all by myself. Nice. I went into Orem Vale one evening. I think I was really bored. I think it was late, and I think I had the next day off of work, so I jumped on. The baby was sleeping, and I was like, <laughs> let me just see if I can do Orem Vale. So I had tried this before. I think I mentioned it in the last episode. I went into Orem Vale, and I just tried to see if I could do it. And I knew I could, but I was like, fuck this, I'm out. So when I went back in this time, I was like, here's my strat. I know that Thousand Needles... Mind you, I'm, I'm pretty shitty for Blue Mage, but I, I had Thousand Needles, and I've got most of the other kit, like the basic stuff. So I was like, I know Thousand Needles is going to do 1,000 each time, as long as I hit. And I know I can put on Mighty Guard, and it'll still hit for 1,000, but they won't hit me as much. And I've got White Wind, and there's a few other tricks up my sleeve. So let me try this. So, of course, because I didn't have a party, it was easy to get through the first room. Nobody was pulling all the ads. <laughs> no one was wandering about, grabbing I mobs. went through two sets of mobs. That was it. It was easy. And got to the first boss. And that was a pain in the ass because it just, it's, it doesn't spin, but it's like, it does like three sets of the tentacle whips. And then it does two, two AOE, like it drops a circle on you. And then it is a conal. And it it telegraphs the circles in the conal, but the, the vine whips, it just does. And so I have to heal through the vine whips, but the rest of the stuff isn't so bad. But it's just tedious. It just takes uh -huh. forever. I think every thousand needles hit took two percent. So I had to do fifty thousand needle hits, and it's a slow spell. So I could Thousand Needle and then Swift Cast Thousand Needle, but then it's 30 seconds for Swift Cast to come back up. So then it's like do the little dance, grab a fruit, heal up, stand in its hitbox, and do it again. So that took forever. And then I went through the next set of rooms, and that wasn't bad at all. I didn't die at all. And uh, then I got to Coin Counter. Coin Counter was easier because Coin Counter, again, telegraphs his stuff. And as long as you stand between its legs and kind of go back and forth, it's pretty easy. The only time I got close to dying was when I got hit by Glower because it paralyzes you. So then running out of the, uh, the swings, uh, it makes it more difficult. And then um, if you get hit and you get slammed to the other side of the room, you're like, 
gasping for air, trying mm-hmm. to white wind while you're paralyzed, praying it goes off. So you got to use some stuff like uh, bad breath helps and, and some of those things. But I managed to do it. I just kind of crisscross between his legs. And he does a really easy pattern. He's either going to... I forget the two moves. One where he goes in the there's circle and one... There's a swing and a swipe, right? Swing and a swipe. So he mainly does swipe. He will do a swing, but if he does a glower, he is going to... Uh, well, he's going to swing and then glower every time. So if he's going to do swing, get out, and then prepare to strafe, um, and then get back into his hitbox. And most of the time, he does swipes. And when he does a swipe... He charges up for it, and you know that you can get behind him and queue up another thousand needles. So I did the thousand needle thing again. It's just too slow to do anything else. Mm-hmm. I mean, to do the water or to well, I didn't have glower yet, so I couldn't use glower on him. So uh, that was that. Uh, I think I picked up loom as well at one point. I might have done that last week. Uh, and then I went through the rest of the storyline, which was great. Uh, of course, it's very if any if you've done it, it's like very native american and basically smallpox blankets is what it I just is not yeah i'm like this makes me mildly uncomfortable <laughs> yeah i'm like oh great american history yay I, that's what it feels like anyway um with magitech with ceruleum um but uh got through all that and then i have not yet attempted the uh the uh what's it called the circus what's it the called the mass carnival the mass carnival have not tried it yet uh i want to but then i was like well i kind of want a few more abilities well now here comes where the the learning curve if you will gets really steep because unless you unless you have a party when you go into some of these hard dungeons and you can't do any of the primals by yourself god forbid um you got to have people to do them with and i'm running out of abilities that i can do by myself and this is now getting my problem with blue mage is it's a limited job but i have to have people to do it so it's kind of there was a comment like that on uh i think it's like blue gardener's website um they're like it turns out blue mage is the most social job in the game because you basically have to pre-made your parties to go do this stuff yeah and that's kind of to me it defeats the purpose like I, i i i read limited job as solo job Here's a job that you go to solo stuff and you do things. Even if it was difficult, there still should be a way like a progression of abilities uh, to some degree that I can kind of step my way up so that I can do everything but maybe the primals. I can kind of get that. Maybe six abilities that you have to get friends to come help you do. But everything else, I feel like you should be able to jump in there unless it's a a primal. So maybe also... um, Fungar and whatever. Yeah, like the Ultros. The Ultros ones. Yeah. yeah. Those those are. And Typhon. So that I get. But everything else, there should be a way. Like if I'm doing those dungeons, there should be a way that I can have one ability that – or a step-by-step thing. If I use these three in conjunction, I should be able to waltz my way through some of these with, with a little bit of difficulty. I, I, I think I went into um, Brave Flocks hard, and I'm like, I can't even beat these first two fucking ads. This yeah, is, I don't have any insane. of them over there, so I can't I can't do them by myself. So I was gonna I was gonna dual box. I was gonna get on Cinda's computer or force her to do it, and then her graphics card crapped out or something. Mm. So we that's if you haven't seen Cinna on lately, other other than the boredom, it's because her 
some dust or something has gone to a graphics card. I, I cleaned it out, but we haven't attempted to use the computer yet. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I might have to uh, dual PC this and sit my blue mage ass in a corner and see if she can <laughs> see if she can like uh, warrior through some stuff for me and help, help me out there. But that's, that's really my blue mage episodes. I'm just happy. I got Glower and uh, let's see what else I do. So I had three extra chocolates left for Valentino's, and this, it's ended now, now that we're recording, it's over, but uh, last night I was on, or maybe it was Sunday, um, I was like, eh, let me just use these, and I got out there to use them, and somebody shouted, hey, I need somebody to do the fortune teller, so I'm like, sure, there's nobody out here, nobody's gonna do this with you, let me let me walk over, and I did fortune teller with this, uh, with this aura, and she was really nice, and I got a, <laughs> I got a fortune I have never gotten before. That horrific maybe, one. <laughs> the horrific one. Maybe maybe because I don't know this person. I don't know how the game would know this. But anytime I do this with people I don't know, I either get – most of the time I get the ice one where it's like you guys are not compatible. But I got the freaking one where an imp comes down and steals a treasure chest from me and we're both like crying. Wow. Yeah, it was really sad, and I was like, wow. And so we did two more. We got the ice on one of them, and then we got, like, a really good one at one point. So then I was like, did you get the secret one? They're like, what? Mm -hmm. I was like, let me show you. There's a secret one right here. So I was like, get the elixirs, and then come over, and I'll show you where the thing is. So then I took her to um, behind behind the woodshed, and I whipped her. Uh, No, I took (laughs) Took her behind the Lancer's Guild and showed her where the magic pot is. We smoked pot behind the Lancer's Guild. And then she's like, oh, shit. It's like, what's wrong? She goes, I bought 99 elixirs. I was no. like, oh, I didn't tell you. Just buy two. I, I was like, just buy buy some elixir. I said buy some elixir. I didn't say buy 99 oh. elixirs. I was like, well, maybe they'll use them next year. <laughs> Bye. So that was my good deed for that day. Um and then uh, I was still bored. I was like, finally let me drag my ass into Pagos. Yes, fans, Rubicon has gone back into the frozen wasteland known as Pagos. I think Sunday night you caught me on, Yelta, because I was getting my Aetherites. You know, they nerfed them. Yeah, it was and, a good thing, too. It really uh, helped the flow in there, I bet. I needed it. I was 29, and it was like one is 30 and the other was 32, I think, back before they nerfed them. Uh, the geo geo studies, whatever it was, is was 30, and then the one on the other side, the over by those maybe dragons or whatever it is, where Behemoth kind of spawns. Um, uh, that one was 32, and that, that was so daunting. And I didn't want to tiptoe past dragons every fucking time I wanted mm-hmm. to go do a party. It was insane. Insane. Yoshida. It's insane. So uh, I got those two, and then I logged off Sunday night. And then yesterday, uh, we ran around town, sending the baby and I. And then when I got home, I was like, let me try a little more Pagos. So I joined. Um, I think I did twi- I did it twice yesterday, once in the morning and once in the evening. And uh, I think I crept up to 31, uh, did a lot of NMs I had not seen before. I did Worms. I did Behemoth. I did um, a few on the left side, like Brothers. I had done um, a Sog before, but only once uh, because I had to tiptoe past a dragon to get there. Now I can just teleport out there and, and meet up. Um, finally saw the Forge. Saw uh, Louie. So we went oh, and did yeah. Louie. 
I didn't get shit because, you know, nah, I died 20 times and I'm too underleveled for it. What do you have to be, like 34 before you can get anything, probably? No, the, the last one, I think you have to be, like, the level to get the best, to, to get the actual reward. You have to be... 35? Have to be, I don't know. Mm. Is it 35 in there? I can't remember. I think 35 is the is the max for Pagos. Um, of course, you can level beyond that, but that's where it caps you at, you know, when you're in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... I did Louie the first time I saw him. I didn't know there was that little ice thing. Like, I tried to jump off the cliff, and I missed it. I didn't. I went the wrong direction. I was like, where the fuck did everybody go? And so I teleported back up, and somebody in my party was dead, so I raised him. And then some one another person in my party came up with the uh, the dual-seat chocobo, and I was like, well, this dude's lower level than I am. I'll wait for him to jump on. And he ran off. I was like, fuck that. Ride pillion. Hop on. I hopped on, and they took me over, and I was like, oh, you go left, because you co- you." You take mm-hmm. a left and it goes under the ice into the little room. And then I died repeatedly over and over and over. It hurts. It's terrible. <laughs> but uh, but we did it. It was fun. And uh, then from there, I think we did um, a couple of others. But I was in a party that the guy who was, who was head of the party, I think there were two others that were head of the party at first. And they were cool. That might have been my second party. They were actually cool. The first party I did that I think had Louie involved with it, the uh, the leader ended up leader by defunct. Like somebody left and they got they got leader. Well, they didn't do shit. They stood around the whole time, didn't do anything until the NM popped, which is typical for Eureka. But you can also add people to the party. And as people dwindled, they never added anybody to the party. So it, it got down to four people when we were doing, um, I think, uh, Manu or whatever, the Aramin spawned. And we did that one with four people. And I was like, fuck this. I'm out. This You're not doing anything. So that, that was terrible. If you're going to be the party leader, at least add people or pass lead. Do, do something with it. Don't just stand around and, and not add more people. And then that same party... I think part of the reason people left was half of us were where the NM train was, and the other four were fucking around on the left side of the map, and I don't even know what they were doing out there. Mm. There's no clue. I have no clue. what Maybe they were doing their their log, uh, doing sprites or something. I have no idea what the, what the deal was, and then they, they left. And I'm still hearing the best thing to do is go to Animos, get your log done, and then get back on the fate train. So that might be what I do this week, going to Animos, do, do, uh, get my log complete for the most part, and then hop on the fate train. So I get that, that good XP from, uh, from the log and, and then move well, forward. And when you get to High Dato, um, the map is so small and there are mobs of each type. I, I did my log in there last week because it, it was actually a lot less running around. I don't know there's... It's it's a much easier map, so maybe that'll change. But you'll have to be high enough level to get there. Sure. So, yeah. and that's probably a good flow. I, I'm sure the the powers that be are analyzing the flow of Eureka and what to do better in 5.0. I I think Animos being a place to finish your challenge log is a good thing. But I would also say that they should have done that for maybe Pyros as well. And then um, made it where, like, it's kind of a step down. Like, so maybe Animos and then Pagos is is a grown-up version of Animos. And then you got Pyros and then you've got Hydatos, a grown-up version of uh, Pyros. But we'll, we'll see how, how yeah. they flesh it out in the future. I mean, from what, what I hear, once you get to Pyros, it's more fun. 
Um, it's more enjoyable. It's still kind of a slog to some degree, but it's not, it's not terrible. And Hydados again is the victory lap and it's a lot of fun. And I know you'll share some stuff that you did in there. That's, uh, that was enjoyable. So I'm looking forward to that one. But again, I got to get to 35 and I got to deal with all this fucking light farming that, and, and I looked up some methods of that. I found out you helped me today find out what uh the forge is full means forge mm-hmm. farming and uh, i knew people were farming dragons before and so your boy ruby might be an expert by the time i get out of pagos i might figure out this eureka stuff of course it's the vast wasteland we're getting into and it's the only thing i'm gonna know to really do other than doggo farming which i gotta get back on that train before terribly long but if i'm feeling eureka i better stick with eureka for now so anyway that's uh, that's a major thing that I did this week. We had some fun last night. You know, I tried uh, the Rock'em Sock'em Robots the other day. <laughs> yes, yeah. And I, I did terrible. And I got a really nice post from Mithrin Scarlet. Um, I guess I could read part of that now if I didn't share that last week. Uh, a good friend of the podcast, Mithrin Scarlet, sent me what to do in Rival Wings. Um What's the name of the new one? Train, uh, tra- train, play with God. Gobby, I don't choo-choos. know. I was, I was, I was even the party leader last night, and I'm like, ah. In the new PVP called Gobby Choo Choo's, he says, um, if you don't know what to do, grab Cerulean. If you do know what to do, he tells you. He, he's telling us, you know, which ones to destroy. You found an actual guide. Se put out like a guide. Yeah, it's actually there. I'm like, why? That would be one of those things when I went to the Wolves Den or something, it would maybe pop up and tell me, go check out the guide. It walks you through mm-hmm. and then whatever I forgot it's called. So <laughs> so we jumped in there because we, we've been saying, let's have a Monday night PVP night. Um, our friend and FC mate, Snickbad, was like, hey, let's do this. And so we're like, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Well, And it was Hidden Gorge. That was what we did first. Yeah, Hidden Gorge. So one problem we had with Hidden Gorge was that you have to only have four people because it's like six teams of four versus six teams of four. And when you queue up, you're only a team of four. Well, when we were promoting this, we're like, yeah, let's find eight people to do it. Well, we had like five people. So we did one of them before the fifth member was able to uh, join up with us. He was unlocking some stuff. So we did it one time and it was all right. I felt a little better about it, but of course, like, we got yelled at because it was like we didn't have our robot out. I was like, well, what the fuck are we supposed to do with this robot? So I jumped in one, not knowing what the hell I was doing. Now I know a little better, like, you have to have a robot, and then you have to have somebody, like, help guide the robot. Like, you have to have, like, a big robot, and then you have to have a little robot, some little robots to to help You have to have Cruise Chaser, and you have to have... Oppressor and the cruise chaser sounds like are used to kill people off so the oppressor can get somewhere and kill things. Yeah, because I got in the oppressor and they they waylaid me. They just like took me down. It was terrible. I felt bad. And uh, that was the experience for the Hidden Gorge. I want to do it again. I want to do it with people who are going to carry me to victory so I can see it. <laughs> so I can see it firsthand. I've only been in three times and I've lost all three times. So it's like morale is dropping by the second when i'm in there but it wasn't bad and it was quick and um it was good i was talking to bell dandy or he was talking to us and he was mentioning like well when you go into hidden gorge you're not supposed to kill people (laughs) 
it's like, well, wait a second. This is PvP. But he's like, if you're killing people, you're doing it wrong. You gotta you, you gotta do it like Dota or you gotta do it like um I don't know, like Heroes of the Storm or something. See, like and I that. have I have no experience with any of that, so most of this is just like flies over my head. Shatter makes sense to me that you can make points by shattering things. Oh, I get all of those too, yeah. That makes sense to me. You can you can PvP or you can you know, kill ice, but this this the robots and then I thought I, w- I was worried I'd get yelled at if I took a robot and I shouldn't have one mm-hmm. and you know yeah well apparently we should have had one instead of not having one because like <laughs> it even tells you that's the thing it tells you on the screen which teams have grabbed their robot and it's like ours was the only one not grabbing their like group no there was another group too they don't know either. yeah we weren't yeah. the only we dumbasses didn't we, we didn't know what we were doing and I think that's okay you know it's supposed to be okay this is not the feast ranked championship yeah. of which I got first place in so. <laughs> Psych. Uh, Yelta was very kind to link the guide here to me as I, as I speak, and that's going to be on uh, the Lodestone. Uh, so if you can navigate to the Lodestone, it's under the Play Guides, and it is under Rival Wings, I believe, or the Contents Guide. Let me go to Rival Wings here. Yeah, if you, if you go navigate. to the Play Guide, they, they actually have a lot of good stuff in here. They have a whole... A PvP guide, a Rivals Wing guide, Frontlines Wolves Den. They got all the deep dungeons. Yeah, I could use to read these again. There's a lot of good stuff here. I'm not. I'm not used to coming here though. Mm Mm-hmm. We only come here for the news. We don't come here for the guides. So we we ought to come here more for the guides, I guess. But if you go to um, if you go to the Lodestone again, hit. uh, There's some tabs at the top. If you uh, highlight Play Guide, it gives you a list at the bottom. You can click on Rival Wings, and then if you scroll down just a tad. You've got Astrologos, which is turned off right now. You can't go into it. And you've got the Hidden Gorge. And if you click on that, boom, you got a play guide right there. It tells you what to do. Ruby will have this up the next time he goes in there so he's not a embarrassment to the rest of his team. So that's cool. But we switched gears because, again, we had five people. So we're like, hey, we gotta do, we got to do some more. And we jumped into Frontline. Now, of course, Frontline has the roulette, so you can only do one type per day. It's either going to be Secure Seas or Shatter. And it was Secure, I believe. And um, I think it was Secure, wasn't it? We did um, Borderlands Secure. Yeah, it was Secure. So it's the old one. It's the one we that had first came it's out. the first one, the right? First one. The first one. Yeah. And it's got the, like the little things at the top in the middle and you got to go break them and then you've got you got to hold your camp. Now when we were doing it back in the day when it was popping uh before Rock'em Sock'em came out recently uh you would have three teams of like an alliance. But it was only yeah, like Yeah, you'd have you'd have three teams of 24 and so there were people everywhere. That's what I noticed was very different last night. Right. Well, because there were so few people, they did it where it was just Three teams of a party. So it was 8v8v8. Eight, eight, eight. Drink your V8. Mm-hmm. Have you had your V8 today? So uh, we were Maelstrom. Go Maelstrom. And we did two of these because it took 15 minutes per pop. Uh, and we did uh, we did the first one. And the first one was really good. We won, Yelta. We won. Yeah, that was that was that felt kind of nice. And we were getting we were getting having a lot of fun. In I, was getting, chat I was getting I was getting high. I was actually starting to. I, I was not too happy to be doing PvP at first. H- half of because I don't know what I'm doing and I'm trying to fill the team or I'm trying to fill the party. And then I was upset that 
we had five people who wanted to go right away, but it, the first thing we did only was four. And, mm-hmm. But but no, by the end of the night, I'm like, maybe the key to enjoying this more is doing it more often. I agree with you. Yeah. So I had a blast. I got high. Battle high. <laughs> you did have battle high. I did have you battle high. Mark on the mat. Yeah. Yeah. You were like, nope, you're dead. And nope, you're dead. You can tell when I have fun in PvP when I start talking <laughs> shit. You were you were talking shit, and you weren't the only one. There were other voices in chat talking shit. Uh-huh. It was pretty fun. Well, and Brock was helping. Brock was with <laughs> us. Was so fun. And Brock yes. was like, "Get the summoner. I got you, summoner. You little bitch, or something." And then I was like, "Not today, summoner." Boom. <laughs> I was on. Uh, I was on my summoner, and uh, it just feels good to bust out Bahamut, and then like you see the little scholar running away, and they just got a little sliver of health, and they're kind of like. They're, they're trying to heal up real quick, and then I'm like, boom! Mm-hmm. Akamorn, you're dead. It's so nice. So I felt really good doing that, and we have to do that more because it's it's just a lot of fun. I guess the part that I'm a little sad at is that now that we're doing uh, Hidden Gorge, and now that I'm understanding the whole point of Hidden Gorge is not to kill other people, well, that's where I get the, the thrill is killing the people. Mm-hmm. So to do the objective over killing people, I still like killing people uh so well i think you still get to kill people they just might be in their own robots i guess so and maybe once i get the understanding down of it then i'll know the right time to attack other players and the right time to do the objective and balance both of those but it was really fun to do front lines again i had a blast um i just wish these popped faster you know 15 minutes at a time was you know we, we we were like let's do this for an hour and we only did two of them it's like, uh, that's lame. Well, so, and and then and then I and I, under, I understand why they do it, but then I was confused. I, I had four people in the party. I pull up the thing to queue up, and it's like it only lets me do two things. Well, not enough people mm-hmm. do PvP, so I think it's every day they pick. I think they pick one of uh, or the two types. They, I think they pick one uh, rival wings and one front line. And that's the one that you could actually get into that day. Yeah, and I think for now, Astrologos is sealed off. They want people in Hidden Gorge, so they're right. not rotating the rival wing stuff yet. But I assume, and I think we talked about this a little bit last, last week, week yeah. that, that they will probably get to a point where they're rotating those, or if later down the road, not this expansion, but maybe the next, if they add something else to rival wings, they will cycle through it like they do the front line. Right. Um and that's a good thing, but until that happens, you basically have rival wings that is taking the majority of the PvP because it's going to pop fast. And see, people are just want to they want to queue for something that's going to pop fast. It's not necessarily it's partially the enjoyment, yeah, but it's not necessarily all about the enjoyment. It's about how quickly can I get this done. Efficiency is important. So if it's going to take me 20 minutes even to do something fun just to get into it, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a deterrent for me to actually queue up for it. You know, like there's days where I want to do an expert and if it's the wrong time of the day and I'm on a uh, a DVD, I'm I'm on a DPS job and I see that it's going to be like 15 minutes or something, I'm like, screw this. Yep, I'm going to go do something else. (laughs) Yeah, I'll go. I'll do it another time when there's more people on. So there's got to be a way to get this going, uh, but maybe it's just because we're in the where, maybe it's just because we're in the time we are in the expansion. I would like to do more of this PvP though. So I think for us, maybe 
promoting our Monday night PVP might be good for us within our own circle, our cross-world link shell, our our normal link shell, Nofuka's bosom, and our free company. Between the three, getting enough people to do this stuff. And then if we don't have enough people, obviously Rival Wings is a great thing to do because we only need four people for the Hidden Gorge. But then if we got enough for eight, we can jump into Frontline and uh, and go that route with it. But regardless, I had a blast. I killed a lot of people, felt good about it. We lost the second match, mm-hmm. but we got close. We were third, and then we we did some maneuvers, and we took a couple of camps. We got, we got to first at one point, and then we lost sight of the thing in the middle. And I think if we had beaten the Twin Adders up there, I can't believe Twin Batters won that one. Yeah, they but we. They- Really kicked ass, honestly. They terrible Gordon's fishermen looking <laughs> fucks. Um, but we 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 lost sight of the deal in the middle. And one thing that we also discovered that you don't discover when you've got three alliances is if you don't beat that that tower in the middle, it will explode and kill everybody. Everybody died at one point. Everybody was in the center, and we were killing each other instead of that thing in the middle. Will it explode? It exploded, and it killed everybody. Like everybody was dead up top and everybody had to respawn. And I think the whole the whole arena was like, What? <laughs> we were everybody was laughing about it. So I think it was a good time was had by all. Uh so that was the PvP stuff. Shit, I guess that's everything I did. I thought I, I thought I did more than that, but not really. I think this is gonna be another good week. Um I go out of town next weekend. I got some family stuff. I'm taking my wife and my son to Massachusetts to visit mine and Senna's family. And my son turns one years old uh, this week. So happy <laughs> nice. birthday to my little bean boy, Alexander Prime. Um, happy birthday, son. If you're listening to this in the year 2048, <laughs> your, your dad loves you. Um, nanu, nanu, may the force be with you. I don't know what else now, to say. Now, has, has little bean seen snow yet? No, this will be the first time. We got him a nice coat, coat this weekend. Yeah, and, and we they'll, buy have, him a nice they'll have snow in Massachusetts. So. Oh, they just got snow mm-hmm. up there. And I think we're we're hanging out with uh, with a friend, uh, Excalibur. What's up, buddy? I think we're, we're supposed to have some hot pot or something up there. Well, uh, they legalized hot pot in Massachusetts. Yelta, I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what hot pot is. It's Chinese. Like, we're going to have, like, Asian... Like where you cook the meat on the in the pot, kind of like like a Korean barbecue, but you got like the the hot soupy stuff, and you put the meat on top of it. Oh. I don't know, man. I'm gonna go eat. I, That's I, all I care about. There's food involved. I'll there I'll, I'll be right involved. over. There better be a lot of food involved. <laughs> I better get some steamers and some crab and all kinds of good seafood while I'm up there. But a good time will be had by all. That being said, we won't be around next week, so we're taking next week off. Uh, but then we'll be back, and hopefully we have more news than what little trickle that we <laughs> had coming this week. But anyway, I digress. Yelta, tell us what you did this past I, week. I did all the weekly things. I also did like you. Somebody somebody needed uh, help with the Valentine's Day quest. Someone in the free company. I was I was doing something, and someone in the so one of the new guys was like, "Can someone come help me?" And I'm like, okay, same story as you. They just needed, they'd done everything else. They just needed someone to do the fortune tellers. And and then um, I, I came out and did that. And then I'm like, you know about the other stuff, right? And they're like, the what? Now, I very carefully told him only to purchase two of the magical elixirs. Or well, whatever. you're a better person than <laughs> I am. <laughs> See, I'd already done it with Ulf, too. So I'm like, you only need two. 
Um, I'm I'm still I'm 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 trying to decide if I'm mildly frustrated are completely excited that there was something in the game that it didn't lead you to by the nose, right? Mm-hmm. But it is so you get the even so so even the quest kind of mentions we talked about this last week, I think. The quest kind of mentions there's a fortune teller out there who's not on the up and up and so I could see you stumbling across getting your fortune told and then being like, "Oh, there's these elixirs." But after that, it th- how would you know what to do? That's it's it's it's, it's kind of cool to me that something's left up to the imagination. But I don't. There's not anything that even even talking to an NPC or I couldn't find anything that led you or hinted at or anything. So I, I'm usually the one who complains that we just chase around marks on our mini maps, but this one was like almost too obscure. So, uh, but anyway, I I walked him through it. He got all the things and he was happy. So yeah, uh, then I, I did I did do Eureka. I got to sixty, and I had not done a reflect party before. I have the ability reflect, um, and I, I always keep I, I've started keeping one on me because I knew people were shouting for reflect parties. I just never got in one. So I, I keep jump, jumping into Eureka and I shout for a party and you might get into one that is like like you the one you were talking about. The leader wasn't inviting anybody after the first mm. 10 minutes and then everybody's off doing their own fucking thing. So if I just shout, you know, white ma- 50, level 58 white mage looking for a group, who knows what the fuck you'll get invited to. If you're more specific where I want to do lockboxes or XP or an NM train or whatever, sometimes you get a better party that way. But uh, I went in and just like generally shouted white mage looking for party. And I got a tell. They're like, do you have reflect? And like, I'm like, yes, I do. So he invited me to the party. And I, I right out right away came out with, I have reflect, but I've not done a reflect party. And they're like, don't worry about it. It's easy. We'll teach you how or whatever. So I ran out to Sprite Island is what they call it. It's uh, southwest of the second, the higher level Aetherite you can get. I ran out there and and he showed me how it was done. <laughs> They're like, you have to take off all your gear. And I'm like, okay. I have a screenshot Ooh. of a whole bunch of naked people. And I even Report typed, him, Yelta. I know. I typed back. I'm like, this feels wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh so so and then they showed me how to do it and then we went and did an nm and came back and then i'm like all right i'm like and then they they did the next somebody else did the next round who knew what they were doing and then uh then they're like okay yell did you try it well i didn't know you had to hit the reflect first i thought i could take one hit no, I was dead. And then I'm just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And they're like, don't be. There's a reason. You could do this solo, but people usually take a buddy because there's no reason not to. You don't get punished for having a party. And you have, you know, a, a raise. So then I, I went out and did the the pop after that. And yeah, you just, you basically like hit reflect, run out there, aggro all of them. And solo. The rest of your party is just kind of hanging over in the corner. You just keep hitting reflect as the, you know, as the timer goes down. And, and then until all the sprites are dead. And then you just rinse and repeat. And then, you know, especially after you've murdered a bunch, then if an NM pops, you have time to go out, do the NM, and come back. And uh, we, and then there was like another person trying to do the reflect thing by himself. 
And then the party leader of my party just invited him. And then, so there's like, why not? Why not be in a party for that? Somebody else came by and they're like, oh, I was hoping this camp wasn't taken. And they're like, just join. Take your turn. And and it's slow enough because only one person does it at a time. Now, mind you, I'm the first one to complain about AFKing till a fate pops. But, like, we were just waiting for them to repop. Someone would go out and pull them and kill them. And there was just so much time to chat. And this was a very friendly group. And, uh, you know, I... I no, every time I was like, man, I, I'm like, I'm scared of screwing up. And they're like, who cares? We'll raise you and we'll move on. It was really yeah. refreshing. I don't know. It, yeah, it that's was... nice when you have other people that you can do that with. I didn't realize it was something you could do by yourself. But the danger in that is somebody's going to have to come along and raise you. I guess Hydatos is such a small map. It's probably not that it's hard pretty... to get a raise. Yeah, I, like I complained about earlier. I, I, I get what you're saying about it. It's kind of a, it could be like a victory lap, but... It, there's really no depth to the zone. They probably threw all the depth into uh, the arsenal. Uh, That's what I was thinking. Yeah. It's the arsenal's probably taking up so much space of the zone that the rest of the zone is kind of dinky. Well, the arsenal isn't on the map even. I don't know when you go into. I haven't gone into a party. Now, last night I could have. I killed the mob. I had the buff. I could have joined their like invite for BA, and I and I I chickened out. I want to get you on that. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. Of course, I haven't done that yet. I'm not nearly that far. But, and you haven't gone into it. So, but my understanding is since it's a public dungeon, even though you're taking a portal, it's not a different instance. I would, I would be hard pressed to think that it actually takes you to a different map completely. I'm just wondering if it's. Like off of the map that you can see. Well, I, th- well, like I think it's, it's the, I think it's the same instance you already were in before you hit the portal, but I don't think mm-hmm. it's something you can see on the map. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I haven't done it yet, and in fact, I I think I should just put on my big big girl panties and go. I mean, I, I but I don't want to be one of those people who are like someone sniped my portal, so I don't want to be that bitch who sniped your portal either. But yeah. it's it's my understanding, and I haven't done it yet, but it's my understanding that even if you get in right away and kill, like, the first two bosses, you can get rewards. Even if you don't make it all the way through, you get something. So, And this is me talking out of my ass. It's kind of like what I've heard. Ozma or, or, or Die, Ozma or Skip Sore or Disband. I don't know. Yeah, We're not getting to the end. Fuck <laughs> it. That's what I'm saying. Well, and I and I had read a post. They're like, honestly, if you do... You know, EX primals when they're first out. If you do any savage raiding or are smart enough to get through, you know, a blind twenty-four man, you probably can do this. Especially if you have a group of people you know and trust, and you know, work together. So it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it's hard, but it's not impossible. So I, I want to get in there and get my Ozma mount. Speaking of mounts, I want my dogs. I, I did go back and do some more Shinryu dog farming. It, they they are still in the they still pop up. I, I have noticed a drop in dog farming parties since uh, Eureka, the newest Eureka came out. I think a lot of people are in there grinding that stuff. But uh, just just you know, do what I do. Go do your weekly crafting collectible turn ins, and just keep the party finder up, and and look to see if anybody, you know, is looking for it, and you hop on it when they are. Uh, and then I tried some PvP, but we kind of covered that already. It's, uh, 
I didn't know what I was doing. I think I'd be more comfortable running a party and gathering people up and stuff next time. Uh, Did you like it on White Mage? Uh, I feel like I don't have a big enough heal, like a big enough instant heal to -hmm. really like, I don't know. But uh, once when I was the only healer in one of the parties and if people don't stick together, it's hard. But um, if people stick together, I try to pump out the heels. Now, I didn't feel too bad when someone died because when someone died, like Snick died. And I'm like, oh, man, sorry. I was like curing you. And he's like, no, four people targeted me. It was all over. So. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, yeah, no, I, I think I, I think I might see if I can go in there and learn Scholar. I don't know if Scholar might be more powerful. Than that, but I, I like White Mage. I like a size. You know, that one, I love I love just, like, hitting someone with stone, and then they're trying to run away, but they can't because they're heavy, and then I nail them and their buddies with the size. Yeah. I, that's actually kind of satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> and then I have to go back and read, I think, more closely some of the tool tips on things. Like, the first thing I do is I go in there and I, like, automatically hit protect. Well, protect's not a group-wide buff in there. It's, it's a one-person buff. And I, I had to figure out which one of my buttons was the limit break one. You have personal limit breaks in there, which I love. Right. In fact, I wish they would make that happen in the real world. Don't call them, you know, limit breaks, but, you know, have some sort of job action that's, I have a little bar. Well, the last time people did that, button. they got suspensions and one-day bans. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But no, it would be kind of cool to have like a little little meter that's like your like like a two hour in Final Fantasy Eleven was right. It's not a limit right. break party wide, but it was my oh shit button. But maybe they, well, whatever. It's it would it, it would be kind of cool. But it was it was fun playing with some different people. We had some other people in our Discord that we haven't had before and got to do that. I I do feel bad that like one person like came joined we had already queued up it was going to be a, like a 12 minute queue or 15 minute queue or something and then we we were had been in it for nine minutes and someone else is like i'm free now so it's like okay i'll invite you but then you go back go to the back of the line right and then we didn't have enough time to do that mini i also didn't queue up immediately every time we were done i didn't know if people wanted to keep going i didn't know if we were waiting more people to show up so i think communication but I, I felt awkward the first time I ran map parties too, right? Now yeah. I'm just like, list your maps. I'll make a list. We're going to go down them, and I just will boss you. <laughs> so maybe, It becomes yeah. more efficient. The more you do things, the yeah. more efficient it becomes, and you got, you, you feel like a stronger leader when you, when you do it. So I think as we do more, and I like the Monday night thing. I'm, I'm kind of feeling Monday you th- you night. You think, think Monday night's all right? I think it's all right. My, Monday night's all right for fighting. <laughs> We're gonna it's the name of this podcast. In- no, no, I'd like to do it some more. And and honestly, there are some rewards in PvP I want to have. In fact, the White Mage Glamour I'm wearing is one of the PvP sets. It's uh, and there's there's hairstyles and minions and other stuff I don't have yet. And then there's minions that drop I think too that I don't have yet. So I keep meaning to go in doing PvP, but then I chicken out because there's usually something else I would rather do. Hmm. There's actually a lot to do. You know, we talk about the vast wasteland, but really. There's, I haven't done all the things yet. Oh no, and we still have to work <laughs> our way up to the Baldizian Arsenal, and there's still a lot to do with. Uh, I mean, we still have Doggo Farms. We still have Eureka, especially when we get to the fun stuff. Uh, I think when we talk about Vast Wasteland, it's sometimes you have to make up your own events 
So you have to make your own parties. You have to set up your own farms. You have to mm-hmm. set up your own fun times. And I think like if you want to be passive, there's nothing to do. I'm not talking about us specifically, but I think no, any player. No, no, but but I, but I'm but you're that's me very much. A lot of times, I I won't start a party finder ninety percent of the time. I will wait till the perfect one pops for me. Mm-hmm. But I should just create my own party finders because honestly, I bet it would fill. And you'd be a much better leader than half of them. <laughs> I believe that. I don't know about that, but I appreciate that. Uh, we also appreciate our new patrons. Yeah. Do you, do you so have I'll. Some? Yeah. I'm going to read those. Yeah, so we have two new patrons. Thank you for being a part of Gather Together. So we have uh, Zach and we have Susan Sprinkle. Thank you very much for being a part. Um, for those that are interested, if you make a $10 pledge, you get, and Ruby fix this, an automatic <laughs> invite to the Gather Together Discord. And we've had some interesting discussions lately, and we appreciate those that are in there chatting. Uh, we would love to have your voice as part of that. And, of course, we will talk about what you guys talk about in the uh, upcoming episodes. I think we, we talked a little bit recently about those uh, those leaks that came out. That was mm-hmm. kind of the biggest thing because... I think one conversation we were having is that uh, if uh, if the leaks were coming from the Japanese people, they wouldn't have used the term barricat. That's I think that's used more Western. It just doesn't it doesn't really fit uh, what uh, a Japanese person would use to describe a lion type race. Uh, so we were kind of trying to analyze where these original leaks came from. I've also heard Yoshida don't really care for the leaks. I think those that have, um, not the podcast, we must be under the radar, right? Uh, but <laughs> no one knows about and us. Nobody knows about <laughs> us, so nobody's listening. We haven't got a cease and desist. Um, but I think those that may have like put some stuff out on Twitch, or if they've uh, been spreading some of the stuff, have been told you need to stop. I thought I heard somebody say that, that that they had been told to stop. I don't know if that was in-game or if that was on Twitch or what the medium was for that. If it was a YouTube video, I doubt that. But I, there was some medium that they were kindly told to not spread that. I think we're going to know more here soon. Well, we've got the Japanese Fan Fest before terribly long. I guess I better wait to to make that our our first news story but we're gonna we're gonna be getting some information before terribly long and those things that are deemed as as leaks or spoilers um may not be so for terribly much longer yeah we're gonna have some uh some uh actual info soon i hope all right you can shoot the shit with us on the website go to www.gtffxiv.com and uh Fill in that vast wasteland of lack of comments. Our first round is news. And this is where we're going to find stuff, guys. Announcing the Fan Festival 2019 in Tokyo stage schedule. It's it's happening. It's coming up. It's not for a month, but it's coming up. <laughs> so the Tokyo Fan Festival is fast approaching. Plan your viewing schedule. Uh, so the keynote, they're going to do that. Now these, okay, these are PDT times like as normal. So it's going to be Friday, March 22nd. It's 6.30 p.m. to 8.30, or 8 p.m. PDT. Oh, yeah, because daylight saving times is going to change. Well, I was just looking at PST to PDT, 
Mm-hmm. We're we're gonna get out of that winter time and and back to um, daylight time. But yeah, that's like that's a straight up a month, probably from mm-hmm. the moment you're listening to this episode. It's straight up a month. So this is gonna be Shadowbringers, guys. So and this is the last major fan fest festival news dump for Shadowbringers. So I'm hoping if it's not in here. Yeah, the only thing I would say, (laughs) the only thing I would say outside of this is going to be when we get battle changes. Probably what they say in May. Yeah, they're gonna give they're gonna give us a a, and and the whole live letter is gonna be the changes, right? They said that's too much to just make it uh, a line item on a keynote or a live letter. It's gonna have to be the whole thing. So this is hopefully where they're going to tell us, because we don't know what the next job is, right? There was no hint in the last one. There was Job? No you mean multiple jobs, multiple, Yelta, right? Multiple new jobs in the crowd run wild. I, I'm like envisioning it this, because I remember we were there in Las Vegas, and they, they were like making it a big deal. They're like, multiple new jobs. Sunday, Sunday. No. And the crowd was like, yeah. And then if multiple means two, I'm going to be pissed off, and I'm uh-huh. sorry. When you're talking in the keynote and you're talking about Shadowbringers in the keynote, they better not be counting Blue Mage. I know they, a lot of people mm. are like they're counting Blue Mage, and I'm like, oh, that rubs me the wrong way. It does. It really does because for for North American Fan Fest to be given the A Realm Reborn job, and then the other two are only given one job. And let's be honest, if we've got a tank coming, if there is only one other job, it's going to be a healer. Better, it better be a healer. It's going to be. It has to be mm-hmm. a healer. And I'm 90% sure it's going to be Dancer if there's mm-hmm. going to be. But how predictable. So we already have predictable stuff. They might come out of left field, but I don't think we're getting our Necromancer. I don't think we may get a Geomancer. But, I mean, it, these are still way lower down the scale than... Oh, sorry. <laughs> my my actual... My, my best hope, honestly, and I'm really just... I, I think they're going to announce a healer. It's probably going to be Dancer. And I think, honestly, the best case scenario will be they'll be like, oh, and here's another limited job. And I would accept that. That's still multiple new jobs. People will have exhausted Blue Mage by... Most people will have exhausted Blue Mage by then. So I would accept take a Beastmaster or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know. I really... I'm really... In my heart of hearts, I'm going to tell you, I'm hoping they knock it out of the park. They're like, here's... I don't even know what they would do, though, because they really... they. We got two damage dealers with Stormblood. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they feel like, because they're very, they balance the scales. I don't know. Oh, they, they're giving us a tank. They're going to have to give us a healer, I think. And I I have a hard time thinking they'd be give us more. I mean, I could, they could do a physical range DPS. I think that could. I would love a physical range DPS to go along yeah. with it. And I would feel somewhat more complete about what they're mm-hmm. doing for Shadowbringers. But without that, I just feel like, if we do get a new race, and if God's forfend, we get two new races and two new jobs, I'm befuddled. I just don't really get how they couldn't create new jobs, uh, but yet they can come out with new races. I was talking to Cinna about this, and, and I was like, is it really that much easier for them to create all kinds of new helmets and new gear and all that other than being creative and coming up with a a new job and she was like it's a lot of work coming up with a new job but it also is a lot of work coming up with a new race and if that's how they split up their resources 
it just to me it just doesn't seem that way like you you've got a a team that's doing the design work but they're not actually is that the same team that would be crunching the numbers for stat weights and balancing yeah, I would abilities? I would assume they are separate teams different job skills uh, I'm still like still kind of noodling on they've announced and shown us female Viera I go back to this interview from 2013 where Yoshi P is like, so the, well, the question was specifically about mixed races. And he's like, I don't think we'll have mixed races for a while. Since it seems like Vieira is popular around the world, we have been proactively looking into this. But since having a rabbit male might be kind of weird, maybe we'll looking, look into having a separate race for the male counterpart. And that matches one of the newer leaks. They're like... You're getting a Baracat male and a Viera female, and they're not the same race. You're not going to see male Viera, and it's like, mm, I don't know what I think about that. But now that now that I see again in black and white that interview, I'm like, man, that might have been what an old interview too. I know, I know. I had to, I had to dig. I'm like, somebody had linked it, but not linked the or had linked the screenshot, but not linked the interview, and I had to go back and dig that up, and it's like. And 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 if they do that, okay. Honestly, if they if they give us, you know, female Vera and male lion dudes, all right. I can I I don't really care, but uh, you know, the outcry immediately is gonna be where are our male bunnies and where are our female lions, right? There's gonna be torches and pitchforks. Torches and maybe that should be the name of the episode torches and pitchforks and you know it, well we'll we'll once they announce it we'll save that one for tokyo yeah Fan yeah just when they actually announce i want to see if the i, I want to see if like the crowd goes quiet like na did when they announced Blue what if Mage. they boo what if they fucking they booed? won't in japan will they they won't in japan maybe that's why they save it for japan because in north america we would found tomatoes Ooh, to- rotten tomatoes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but anyway i'm really really hoping they tell us more uh, about Shadowbringers, um, uh, they, they've they've shown us two Beastman tribes, right? Uh, in in the two different now now mind you, they've shown they've sh- we we've heard of three, but we've only seen two. What was the third one they show? I, I dwarves. Dwarves, yes, yes. So okay, yeah, I would be, I would actually Lolly Ho. Yep, Lolly Ho. That's right, that's right. Because we had like a screenshot of the, is it the Nomu? I don't know. That's not a world I know. Yeah, we had the, the new moo. Yep, okay, you're right. Okay. And then we and then saw the, the, the pixies. The pixies. And if the third one's dwarves, that's cool. Um, so I, you know, and that we usually get three, don't we? Except for a realm yeah. reborn, we had a bunch. But a realm reborn was Five. like, was like two whole expansions worth of content. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, I would, I would, I would invite and be happy to see that kind of stuff. So anyway, I have hopes and dreams for uh, this keynote address, and I'm cautiously optimistic on what we'll see. And then they're going to have the opening ceremony uh, immediately following that. Then they're going to have Welcome to Nakoi's Room, and it's going to be a segment where Yoshi P invites a special guest to casually discuss topics that don't quite fit anywhere else, and they have not told us who that guest will be. They're going to have a cosplay contest. They're going to have a piano concert. And that, and thus ends the first day. Then we're going to have the live letter from the producer, part L. Fitty. Fitty. 
activity. So Yoshimi will discuss the latest information in the 50th installment of the letter from the Bruiser Live. And of course, this could this could talk about uh, new patch stuff. This could talk about you know could talk about Shadowbringer stuff. But yeah, the patch would have dropped. Yeah. I, I guess I they the won't be terribly spoilery because the patch would have just dropped. But they can start to get into that stuff then. So when do we get the patch? Is it March what? I don't remember the day now. March 19th, maybe? What would that I'm be? I'm going to get back to you on that. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember. I'll see if I can look I know while, it's, while I know it's like mid-March. And then they're going to have a development panel where they're going to talk about the dev team and take you behind the scenes to showcase the work that goes into creating Final Fantasy XIV. And then uh, Yoshipi is going to get another room, uh, a part two, uh, and... I'm assuming it will be another or the same special guest. Then Alienware is going to present the Feast Regional Championships, Japan Finals, so that's cool. And they're getting a Primals Live concert. Yay! However, the concerts will not be broadcast. So there is a uh, official fa- Fan Festival 2019 in Tokyo website, but it's all in Japanese and I can't read that shit, so... <laughs> but no, I'm excited, and it's a month away. We're getting a patch immediately before that, I think. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know. I'm my I've pre I've already pre-ordered my Shadowbringer, so that I'm waiting for payday. That's this Friday. <laughs> then I can do it. I think I ordered mine. I think Ulf ordered his. I think he's just getting a. I think he's just getting the digital. I think I don't remember if he's gonna even getting the collectors or not. But you can always add the digital collectors. <gasps> click on that website ruby click on the Jap- japanese fan the- they have this awesome ring a meteor survivor ring have you on, seen that let me go hold on i'm I- going now touch it i i, I want to <laughs> oh i had i had to hit translate because i have no idea what's going oh my gosh look at that ring that's kind of cool the i don't know if i need one silver ring i feel like this i feel like it should have red in it but i like it it's kind of understated. In mm-hmm. fact, actually, the way it is, it, it might not get questioned. Look at that coin bank. Look at all this cool. They oh, yeah. Obviously, they get all the cool stuff. <laughs> I get some cool stuff for no reason at all or for Valentine's Day. I'm not sure which, but uh, I came home on Valentine's Day, and there was a the Primals uh, Tour Blu-ray sitting on my pillow and uh, mm-hmm. a Spriggan little pouch. It's adorable. It's just so cute. <gasps> There's a figuring of Alpha and Omega. I haven't seen that one before, or else I just like went past it. I don't need that because I don't like oh. that. that I have a nice mouse pad. Oh, I have to yeah. hit see all goods. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, socks. Oh, I would. I would have <gasps> grabbed these socks. Socks. Cute. Cute. There's a Primal's Moogle. What is a Nano Block? Are they like kind of like? Legos or something. There's a nano black spriggan. I I might need that. Someone someone buy that and send it to me. There's a Gill coin collection. Oh, that's neat. I don't know what I would do with it, but it's neat. Oh. Okay, they got some good merch over there. <laughs> this totally looks like Legos. I wonder if they fit Legos. I would I'd get it. I don't it. know. Nano blocks sounds smaller to me, but maybe. Yeah, it was tiny there's a, Legos. There's a Spriggan and there's a Cactar. I like it. Oh, the Fat Cat Compact Card Mirror. What? I don't know. 
I don't even know what that is. But oh, we've talked about the Guild Coin collection before. Yeah, that's amazing that's looking. Like I haven't. I I didn't really look at it closely before. <laughs> the Soul Crystal Ice Cube tray tickles me, and I don't know why. But that's that's been around for a while too. Right. Hmm. I have a message out to our Kariri Sumisu about this Gold Saucer, uh, board game. I I need to pester her because I'm like, if I bought that, would you? play it with me and then come talk about it because it'd be it'd be cool if it was like a neat game not just ooh here's something with final fantasy 14 stamped on it mm-hmm. okay i scrolled up again those socks are awesome i want the socks little, okay little 8-bit 16-bit characters or something what does the t-shirt say we are the warriors of light and darkness five oh yeah Fan festival. We didn't have that T-shirt at ours, did we? No, not that one. They still oh, haven't released that Black God. Mage T-shirt that Yoshida wore the one time. That was like freaking awesome looking. Oh man, Yoshi P wore this uh, Chocobo portrait, fat Chocobo portrait mm-hmm. one. Yep. Uh, this the uh, this fan festival T-shirt that's got purple text and all the jobs on the back. Uh, that's man. I'd have loved to have that. Oh well. All right. So much good stuff. I hope we. I hope we learn good things from the fan festival. I think we're we're getting. Are we getting another minion from that? Have they told us what that is? I don't even remember. Uh, will it be the final one? So it'd be Eris. Eris. Okay. Or Aerith. Aerith. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So there's. What do we got here now? We have Polygon. Oh, the, the Polygon interview with yoshi p yeah this was uh pretty short i believe let me kick over that i'm still looking for the date <laughs> all right well i'm gonna start that so release. so sunlit rainfall this is we're I'm, I'm we're reading this right off of reddit sunlit rainfall says too long didn't read since this isn't very long interview at all to begin with uh blue blue mage's reception wasn't far up far off from what Yoshi P expected. He seemed pleased with it, though nothing was asked about the job's future or long-term playability. I, I think, I think in my heart of hearts, I think he knew it was going to be, some are going to like it, some are going to hate it, and I think a lot of people would be pleased, but maybe not extremists on either side. So, we'll see. Uh, Gimlet Dark. This one was interesting to me. Gimlet Dark took twice as much effort in terms of programming and scripting resources to create as a normal dungeon, effectively making it as much work as, as if it was two separate dungeons. Reception to Gimlet has been good. More dungeons may be designed this way in Shadowbringers, and the new trust system could could contribute in this manner. So I wonder if they're talking about like the AI for the NPCs in there, because they, they they like run away from shit. And I, was, I know stuff has before, but... I don't really know. Now, Gimlet Dark to me is kind of a straightforward, boring dungeon. It's it's yeah. interesting and kind of in fun because you like you're fighting next to the other, you know, NPCs of note in the game. But I didn't really think it was that exciting. If from a story perspective, it feels good. Mm, lore wise, it's, con- it's amazing. It feels yeah, amazing. because you get to see everybody fight alongside uh, Hien and Amaric and all kinds of guys, and it feels good. It's just like what was the one where we were on uh, the Castrum or whatever the the other one that we're. It was at near the end of. Um, 
uh, well, storm well, blood. Well, I think like Alamigo. Was it Alamigo? That's it, Alamigo. Right? So yeah. you, you run past and, and uh, you know, different NPCs that we know, prominent NPCs we know from the game are fighting, but the, you don't interact with them. This one, they're like in your same fighting circle. Right. And, uh, you know, you have to, you have to, it's spoilers, but you should have done it by now. Um, you have to like hide under, uh, what's her name's he uh, saving you from dying bubble. Ano- yeah. Another NPC does a limit break and murderifies one of the mobs. You know, it's it it is kind of cool, and 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 I do I I do appreciate that they're kind of pushing themselves to do kind of some more interesting, cool things. But still, the dungeon in my mind in the in my it's a snooze fest. It's not that exciting. It's neat and kind of cool, but it is again really. It feels kind of like after you do it for story, it feels like a, another soulless loot tunnel. And I'm really it's it's just really easy. Like from a mm. summoner's perspective, I dot all the mobs, and it's like they all die pretty quickly. And it's like okay, and it's one. It's another one of those the tank can pull the entire room up to the boss line and do and, and we just grind them all down and then we do the boss and then they pull everything up to yep. the boss line and maybe take two pulls you know because mm-hmm. you got like one wooden door between the two major pulls but everything it's it's a it's really a one of those tank wet dream ones where you just pull everything and just but they're not even the mobs don't seem to even hit that no. hard well and i did it the other night with bell dandy as the tank and i was the healer and i'm like i here have a regen and i'll just do DPS because uh, a, a tank that well and he's probably pretty well geared but still it's it's not a hard dungeon and I, and I understand they don't want to make non-optional dungeons have much in the way of teeth but it, it's I don't know I'm, I'm not this doesn't really you know make me that excited that they're saying it took twice as much effort and programming and whatever and honestly, I'm not that excited about the trust system. So, I don't know. All right, the next one is new expansions will almost always involve exploring a new geographic areas in Highland and not say re-exploring Eorzea or Corthus or anything like that. If we were to do the latter, they'd have to introduce a zone-wide level sync system of some kind, which Yoshi P seems uninterested in doing. Blue is seen as a compromise in driving players to explore and populate old zones with new content. I have I have some issues with this paragraph. Do you have any comments? Uh, the last sentence, yeah, for about two weeks. Um, and then let me reread this. New expansions almost always involve exploring new geography. I like exploring new areas, but. I, I think they've put a lot of work into those other zones for us not to have a reason to rediscover them without using limited jobs as the the reason to go back. And the fact that Yo- Yoshi P seems uninterested in doing so uh, with the level sync, that is the thing we've been clamoring for forever, at least within Eureka. Mm-hmm. I think it would be a... I think it would be a boon to the to the other areas, especially if you're doing content for limited jobs. I think that I think they're missing a huge opportunity mixing the limited jobs uh, with other jobs and doing level synced content in the overworld. I don't know why it seems so difficult. I, maybe they boxed them boxed themselves into a corner with the way they programmed the open world. Uh, obviously, Final Fantasy XIV is throw the open world away, fourteen. 
because that's how they <laughs> yeah. seem to after a realm reborn it's like what's open world and that that's it really since 1.0 well and i been. and i really feel like they could add new areas and we we way back when a realm reborn first came out and some of the zones are small or some of the zones have like it looks like you should be able to go through that tunnel into another mm-hmm. area and for surely they'll add a dungeon to the spot later i i feel a little sad that they're not willing to, you know, this game has zone lines and it's not the, you know, massive open world where you can just like seamlessly run all the way around the world. I really expected them to add in, okay, first of all, there's no flying, so they wouldn't really have to make an excuse for why you couldn't get through this gate until you were able to. There'd be no reason to level sync the stuff on the other side if you couldn't get there until you had done a quest to begin with. It also hurts my heart that he's basically dismissing level sync completely. Even if they made it so you could only do level sync in these new zones, but still in, let's say, you know, there's there's whole zones in Corthus, there's whole zones in um, uh, around Gridania that just don't exist, right? They were in the mm-hmm. old game. There's no reason they couldn't add a door or a tunnel or a gate other games do it if you're not level 75 you can't go through here if you haven't gotten through this far in the storyline you can't go in there and they could still make it so and once you're in there you can do you know new and exciting things i I feel like i don't know they like throw away well well, no one cares about western corthus anymore i mean is it but malore because you (laughs) this is 14 we're about to drive around in the regalia to near to you know while cloud and shantoto and dragon mm-hmm. quest and lightning and noctis and blah, 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 blah. so don't give me any lore bullshit with it and then i go back to like 11 you know we we had um we had zones like gustaberg and um Lathine or whatever the other zones were and and then when expansions came out they did branch off of those you know mm-hmm. like when you would go into where the uh, moblins were at and uh, there was stuff that branched to those old zones they weren't always like okay we're going to another continent and then another continent and then another continent no they they use the old zones so I, I just don't understand the reasoning for for throwing that away even if going through those zone line for whatever fucked off lore reason they were like you know, we go into the belly of Agamoro or something like that, and then it's level 80 mobs in there. I mean, we don't know what the fuck is deep inside the, the belly well, of the volcano. You, I mean, and what? you don't have to level sink it either. Let fucking level 50 people walk in there and die. I don't care. Well, that that's part of that danger that we don't mm-hmm. have. Yeah, let a, let an enemy be right at the foot. Some spiders or some crabs or some shit there and just let them get waylaid as they walk in. That's fine. They should know better at this point, you know. Or if not, you know, it teaches you, hey, maybe when I get close to eighty, that would I can make come me back to this area. If I was a brand new character, and I do this in other games, I fuck off to a zone that I have no business in, and I get stomped, and I'm like, ooh, I can't wait to go back and get my revenge. That mm-hmm. was me. That was me in goblins in eleven. You know, the first I, I started in Gustaberg, so the first goblins you saw. You could actually get to some goblins, and they just stomped you. And I'm like, I shall have my fucking revenge, and I did. Yeah. It was amazing, and I loved it. So I, I kind of, I kind of hate everything in this paragraph. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
good. I agree. They could they could do something. There's no reason to throw it all away. And they, there's many technical reasons they could make it work. There's many lore reasons they can make it work. I don't know. It makes me sad. All right. Next one makes me a little sad, too. Crafting is seen as being too reliant on cross-class skills up to level 50, which is a departure from the norm given how battle classes now have a common pool of skills to draw upon depending on their role. As such, developers are looking into streamlining these skills and potentially the entire crafting cross-class system, along with overall class balance, whatever that means in this context. I don't know. I I always thought it was kind of cool that... I had benefits by cross-classing skills and leveling everything up. But, I don't know. I could also see where they could do it like um, role actions. If I have one job that has this skill, then I can use it on all the other ones or something. Well, kind of how it works now, I guess. Kind of. I don't know. Yeah. I, this, I don't know what he's going for here. Because you'd still have to level up those other... You'd still have to... like Like, I can have on my on my red mage who's level 70 all the roll actions leveled but if my summoner was only level 30 i wouldn't have access to those but the way it makes this sound is if i had one one class one, like weaver was up to 70 it would unlock all the roll actions and then i could use them on the others and i'm not really like i'm fond of that in one regard because like now if i have weaver i have x ability that i can use over when i'm leveling something else and you know i see how like what is it you have to if you start with a uh, culinarian you get some stuff that mm-hmm. you really need to um help you get through the others and it kind of oh, gives go, you go a, read any guide it will be like level this to 15 level all of them to 30 level this one to whatever level all of them to whatever and you know use the skills and whatever and I don't, I don't think it's that bad. No, mind either. you, mind you, he says up to level 50. I uh-huh. just, I'm just kind of focused into that. And I'm like, okay, I can kind of see if they want to streamline some stuff to hitting 50. We're 70 now. So from 50 to right. 60, 60 to 70. And now, you know, in Shadowbringers, 70 to 80. I, I don't mind if they do some streamlining there. That's, yeah. that's okay. It might with be me. daunting if you were just starting mm-hmm. crafting. Oh, it no. may See, seem some... like a clusterfuck. <laughs> Last week or the week before, there was a post on Reddit, and it was like, or it might have been in the official forums. They were like, how do I make any fucking money? They were buying all, it sounds like they were buying all of the materials to craft off the uh, market board, mm. crafting that's, shit. That's not sell, how you make that's, money. That is not how you do it. You need to, you know, people were pretty helpful. They're like, you need to keep your gatherers slightly ahead of your crafters. If you know, and one of the downfalls of the game, I do believe, is that because you really need a disciple of war magic job up high enough to get through some stuff, so you really can't like level your crafters above your first war magic job, right? So, a lot mm-hmm. of people think I'm gonna craft so I never have to buy anything while I'm leveling my other war and magic jobs, and it doesn't work that way. No, you need to. My advice to people has always been just accept and just go for it. Just pick a war magic job and just do the fucking storyline. Yeah. And then go back, level some gatherers, and then level some crafters slightly after that. And then use that to help you gear out your other jobs. But you're not going to level your first job 
as a botanist. Yeah, 1.0 is over. You missed it. You're not going to parlay through the missions and that because that was crap anyway. I don't know. It's 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 kind of upsets me. But you know, I I don't mind them. Honestly, I don't mind them nerfing crafting up to fifty. I, I yeah. up to fifty. Yeah. yeah so I can agree so like the rest. If, if the if 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 the rest of this doesn't count when you're sixty to seventy or seventy to eighty, I can handle it. But if they're like crap, because we're crafting is. <laughs> I don't know. Crafting actually, people complain about it being too hard, and then you go back and you read and you learn and whatever. And and you know, there was a big fight about the other day about how you know crafting. Well, if you have to use a macro, then obviously it's too difficult. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. It's 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 funny. So anyway, we'll see what happens with that. I do hope that they don't make the level seventy to eighty stuff especially so easy. It's, it's, you know, I, I'm never one of those bleeding edge crafters, but those who are, I think if they level and gear up and can craft all the stuff and that we buy their stuff, I think they deserve what they get. And I think it's great. And I think that, you know, and then if you have friends and free company members, if, or if I give Bell Dandy mats, I get right now a really good set of gear. And I think that's okay. Cause honestly, you don't need that. Especially for your first job through. The game has always thrown you all the gear you could possibly need to get through storyline stuff as you're going through it. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I hope they, I really hope they don't dumb it down, is my bottom line. Same. All right. Finally, Yoshi B has shit tasted minions. This is from the Reddit post. Mm -hmm. This isn't me. He prefers the Omega minion to the fat cat or anything else for that matter. Well, wow. all right, and th- there's a there's a lot of comments on this, but I haven't read any of it. So, uh, I think I think we've I think we've weighed in enough. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's move on then to reminders. Distant Worlds Minneapolis pre-show meetup. This is on Facebook. Just uh, it's just called Distant Worlds Minneapolis pre-show meetup. It's public. It's hosted by Phoenix Down Radio. I'm going. I will be there. Um, my my husband's going also. This is Friday, March 1st. It's uh, immediately following, or it's immediately preceding the distant. Okay, it's a get-together at Rock Bottom Restaurant and Brewery uh, right before we go to Distant World's concert. So, ah, yeah, beer. I'm, I'm going to be there. I've not, I've not been to the Rock Bottom Restaurant and Brewery. I have heard of it, though. It's up on Hennepin. You won't get stabbed at a Hennepin, probably, so not anymore. <laughs> I hope not. I don't know anything oh, about no. Hennepin. I used, but, to take uh... a dance. I used to be a ballet dancer years and years ago. And um, I, my my once-a-week class was on Hennepin Avenue. And my co-workers, are, co-workers were like, this is like 20 years ago. They were like, really? Really? You're going up to Hennepin at, at night? <laughs> and I'm like, yes. It probably got trendy. It probably was run down and then oh, like no, they, they, it got they, trendy. They made it huh? trendy. Yeah, yeah. They like revitalized That's what the happens. area. It was... So, yeah, Friday, March 1st at 6 p.m., go to Rock Bottom Brewery. RSVP on this site, though, I'm sure that uh, Phoenix Dawn Radio Klaus, Klaus would appreciate it. So, come do that. Mm. Mm, I want a beer. I don't like beer, but I have wine. I'm drinking wine now. I might need more wine to watch these, to look at these 
images from here. Oh, oh my God. God. They're so We're good. Getting a We're getting more. a few. I'm, please, 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 please uh, submit your uh, entry for this. This is the Gather Together for 14 Show Your Bunny Boy contest. So we're asking you to draw, sketch, paint, whatever, what you think a male Viera might look like in Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers. And tweet your entry to at GTFFXIV. We will give away three wind-up cloud minions to our favorite picks. And the contest ends March 1st, so you have time to still have time to enter. Uh, we, we've had a few entries. Yeah, I think we've got up to four now. There's been a couple of like double entries. I think we have some people who have sent in more than one. Um, I don't care how many you send. Send a bunch. Send a few. Send something. Uh, but but they make me laugh, the ones I've got. And we've had a mix of drawing. We've had a mix of uh, Photoshop, just pasting big chungus into something. We've had... Jason Momoa with bunny ears. We've got all kinds of stuff going on right now. So if you want to draw it, if you want to paint it, if you want to cut it out of a magazine and glue it to a letter, just don't mail it to us with any white powder in it, please. Uh, Just do whatever you want. Uh, We want to see what you think a bunny boy should look like in Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers. If they're in there... We don't know. Oh boy. Okay. So let's see. Let's let's take some shots then, right? There yeah. was a problem with the Bedusian arsenal. Ew, wait, wait, wait. Oh no! This isn't the one I thought it was. I haven't seen this, Ruby. What is this? What is this one? Maybe I marked the wrong one. What is this? There's a problem with the Baldizian that is the content was marked as something different than the way it was implemented. This is one I had found. Uh, I think I read this yesterday. I was laying in bed and I was reading this one. And this is one where somebody just really doesn't feel like it's been labeled as what it should be. Now, it all boils down to the same thing. It's that some people believe that you should be able to make your group set up your set of your party or your big group of people pop these portals and everybody go in and I, then and you it, also and it starts have, right and it starts and it there. starts yeah. but what you also have is people that are getting into it because they see a portal and are like hey i want to try this and there's a difference of opinion some are believing that they're being sniped because people mm-hmm. are just like spots, jumping into yeah. the portal, stealing stealing their spot, quote unquote. Um, and then the people who are, quote unquote, stealing the spots, not necessarily, um, are like, this is a public dungeon. I should be able to get into this shit because I saw a portal and I meet the I meet the requirements. And I've also seen, although I don't have any examples here, screenshots, of two differing GM opinions, one that said, yeah, it's a public dungeon, jump into it, you know, it's fine, everybody should have a piece of the pie. I'm sub-phrasing that. And then I also have seen one that said, yes, if they are deliberately uh, and maliciously jumping into these to prevent something... Oh, but who could prove that? we will investigate. But who could prove that unless it's, like, in chat or whatever? It's like, 
anything with the TOS, I guess, right now. it's It has to be proven. So I'll read this. This was posted a day ago. This is from Alex Rains of Ultros. I, I've heard some stuff about people who are like, see a portal, want to do it, go in. They have all the intentions of doing a good job and participating. But apparently you can miss the first two bosses or whatever. I didn't expect it to be mm. like something that's going on and you go in. I expected it to be more like a BCNM where they made it sound like you have to do you have to fulfill all of these things and then you can go in. I expected us to have to like farm up items and do a right. thing and then the portal's there and then my entire team can participate because they've all done these things. We hit the thing and go in and we start at the beginning. Now I understand that's different. That's not purely open world, but I, but uh, it, it it sounds like it's kind of a. I haven't done it yet, but it it sounds like it's kind of yeah. a mess. Yeah. So let, let me just read this and see if we can get a get a, a bead on what's going on here. It says, "Here's another example of how SE messed up by po- uh, posing this as something that is." different than it actually is. SE called this a quote-unquote public dungeon, but in practice, it frankly is not. By not allowing parties to queue for Baldizian Arsenal, SE has essentially made the toughest thing about this content organizing the damn thing. It's difficult enough to go in as a pre-made, finding a raid group that is the same place as you, wants to go in the same time, can get in the same instance, and then potentially all get into BA without being sniped is frustrating and not fun, but it is effective and more likely to result in a good run of the content, even if it takes two to three hours just to get into it. Meanwhile, because the content has been pushed as a public dungeon, attempting to pug it is even more difficult if we take out the organized groups attempting to run the content in the same instance. Why? Because of the time limit. It's not super punishing as a pre-made, but imagine trying to organize it as a pug. You have 10 minutes maximum to get your party set up during Avni, to be set up in a coherent dungeon setup with two healers and at least one tank. Then you have to get everybody into a portal, the number of which increasingly gets lower as time goes on. Assuming everybody gets into it, they have 20 minutes to set up their Magia boards, logos, actions, explain mechanics uh, to new players in the pug, uh, split into two groups, beat their respective trash, and then mini boss before the extra half hours added to their time. Is this possible? Absolutely, but so much less likely than doing it organized, and you'd have less time available for the remainder of the content if you did get it organized. Sure, you may get lucky and have a group or two that already has been in there, but again, it's a lot of hurdles to jump through simply to do the damn content. It's a wonder so much of the community is moving towards fully organized groups. That being said, SE either needs to allow groups to queue for Baldizzi and up to six to seven parties together, or they need to reevaluate how to do the content because no one's going to have a good time getting into content the way it is currently is, and it damn sure is not a public dungeon. So- well, and my idea, and again, I'm going to mention Final Fantasy XI again a lot of stuff was open world so in my mind a public dungeon would be something where things respawn right uh-huh. uh so and in 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 14 or 11 handled a lot of these stuff with you had to farm up enough pop items to spawn bosses and you would claim the bosses once they spawned but this is, sounds like it's like if portals are up and I can get in, I can join, but I might miss the beginning. We could get to the end. I could join and not do much and get all the benefits. 
I I don't know. It just it doesn't sound like the right way to do an open world dungeon. Even in eleven, the open world dungeons, you fought your way through, but you still either had to do a BCNM at the end, or you had to have you had to fight you had to fight the four gods to get to Kieran and pop it, and it was yours when you popped it. Mm-hmm. This isn't like that. This is uh, that, and that's yeah. what I expected. This sounds like it's the thing happens. Anybody who can participate hits a portal and goes in and, you know, and, and again, some of it's kind of like random pugs, but you know, this, this person's right. Who wrote this up? They're like, so the NM spawns in the out world, outside world. And you don't have that long to put together a party Get in there, not miss anything, and still be able to complete the content. I haven't done it yet, though, so I'm I'm really, I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna try this week to get in there and see what happens in a pug and mm-hmm. and report back. See, but it sounds like there's a lot of weaknesses. But maybe it's okay. Well, maybe it's supposed to be the Wild West. I don't know. Well, I feel like it's another one of SC's. Hey, this looks good on paper. But in practice, it's not really working out. Um, This guy has a positive take. I mean, obviously, he's not bitching about pugs going into it. He's more bitching about the organization when pugs jump into it or pugging the content and that it's it is geared more toward pre-made, but then you allow people to just go in and pug it, so then you have that added effect. I'm reading a comment a little further down, and it says, Premade spend four hours trying to get into the same instance just to have randoms mess it up. Now, this is kind of an opposite mm-hmm. take, looking at the randoms as a mess up. Continuing, normal players are afraid of missing out on this content, enter portals, and then are left to die by the premades who would rather see them dead than help them clear. Nobody wins with this awful design. Everybody loses. And in a month from now, Eureka will be dead again. And because of the way it's designed, it will never again be touched. Unless you play in JP, which in which case you probably already have an Ozma mount and didn't even click on this topic. So, so are they saying so basically I think I think they can fix some of it by only letting you go into a portal with a party or something or a, a party that matches or I don't know. I don't think it needs to be instanced, but if Everyone just queues in their solo, but I don't know. But again, that kind of goes against the public dungeon. The, the 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 message above is like the design is at odds with itself. And mm-hmm. I, I think they could. I fix mean, if it. there was maybe, it maybe if there was a way that if you popped the portal and it said only a team of eight may enter in there, uh, click the portal when you're ready. But it's a pop item. I don't know how you would design these things, but I think it would be better suited for a full party to to do so and then that way you do a shout you say hey party looking to make do the pop and then it pops you in the, i i don't know i don't know how to create this thing and again i haven't been in i'm in pagos mm-hmm. for christ's sake so i don't know shit about shit i saw louis for the first time yesterday but I, as much as i'm in hearing i try to keep my ear to the grapevine on this stuff and I saw Mr. Happy do it, and of course Mr. Happy has people who are like, let's get together and let's make a full pre-made, and these are like day one, day two of this stuff. 
of course you're going to have good pre-mades when you're writing the guides and doing this stuff. And of course, people who are on top of the content, who are already at this level doing it, are like organizing stuff. But it's, how long are we into this? Mm -hmm. A week? Two weeks now? If even? And so now you're already getting the pugs are messing me up. And what a, see, this is where the nastiness sets in. I'm reading a little bit further, like the the comment to this comment. Uh, It says, uh, I read somewhere, oh, I'm sorry, I've said somewhere else, pugs should team up and cooperate instead of trying to do the raid solo and dying sometimes away from the pre-made's healer's site. And pre-made should allow some goodwill instead of gatekeeping, even if that means adjusting. But ultimately, when, a ma- when max 40% of the instance can get into the damn dungeon to start with, you're bound to get issues like that. So I... I you know, yeah, you've got some gatekeeping on one side that's like, you shouldn't come into this because you didn't come in with us, you're in the in-group, and people going, hey, this is free for everybody, I should be able to jump into this, but when you design it this way, nobody knows what the fuck well, is the right you have way to, to do it. When you have to say and hit a checkbox and be like, I understand this is punishing content, I feel like it should be slightly more guarded who can get into your instance? Maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, but but what's the downside? So you go in, you wipe, and you have to level up again. But but still, it's I don't know if if you have or you don't design it around bosses, and you don't design it. Maybe you design it around some kind of farming for. Ch- I I don't know. I'm looking back at an eleven type thing where once you get into the public dungeon, maybe you have to set up a camp with your eight mm-hmm. people. And then farm for a pop item within the dungeon to pop a thing. And then those that are already inside that public dungeon area shout, hey, I've got the pop item for X. I'm at this location. If you want in on this, we're popping it in five minutes. Come over and and be a part of this. Yeah, let the players guide it, but lock it down enough that, you know, hopefully random people can't go in and just, like, fuck people over. I don't know. So... I don't know. We have a lot of listeners. A lot of people listen to our podcast, and I would imagine that people who listen to our podcast, some have done this content. What do you think, Mr. or Mrs. Listener, would be the right way to design this? Do you think it should be something that you pop outside of the dungeon to get into it, something that you pop within the arsenal once once you're in there and you have a group? Do you think it should be limited that only eight an eight-man party should be even be able to go in at all? Do you think it should be instance content? What do you think? Let us know. Yeah, I'm very interested in hearing what our listeners have to say because I, I haven't been in there. I have just in the last day or so had the opportunity to go in there, but I chickened out. So I'm hoping I'm hoping before we record next. No, we have two weeks, so I'm hoping before we record next, I'll have some sort of like actual experience to discuss. But I, before that, I'd like to hear very much from our listeners who have tried this and seen it. I've heard everything from it's a total fucking shit show to God, it was really fun and I cleared it. But you know, I can join two different serio parties in the same day and have the same feedback. Sure. So, so I don't know. I, I don't want to be limited to only play with people I know, right? I don't feel like this should be savage content where I don't even want to go into it without a full static or a set. But at the same time, I don't want, like, just random people joining who might be trolling, who might not be pulling their own weight, but I mean, I'll get banned for saying they're not pulling their own weight, so whatever. 
<laughs> let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on to happy hour. We have some listener email. Denim Wall. This is our old Bill Mardigan. Thank you for emailing us. And he says, he asks, is Triple Triad the real true endgame? Hmm. Uh, perhaps. Maybe. I would also care to say that maybe fishing is the true fishing. end game. Ruby, I actually noticed that I don't have all the fishing achievements. I don't have all the gathering achievements, but I there's there's a lot of fishing fish I don't have. I may have to take a couple days and, and knock that out. But yeah, good luck. Yeah, I think uh, I think our friend Summoner Shuri uh, spent uh, quite a few mil trying to get his last fish on his mm. on his list. Painful. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, Triple Triad's f- a fun game. Uh, I, l- I like that you can get card drops from dungeons and, and bosses and stuff. I like that you can buy some. They still, I keep coming back to, I will not spend MGP on those packs. I won't, because no. I'm going to get fucked. I would rather have the cac- the gold saucer cactar mount than than spend money on Triple Triad Well, cards. don't don't get me back on this how the the packs are worthless at this point especially the platinum ones that give you like a point negative chance of getting anything out of them it's just a ridiculous waste of time and if yoshida you have to update the goods that come out of this you've Mm -hmm. got to update the prizes or you've got to make it or make another tier of final fantasy cards out of it and drop the um, drop the difficulty for the old ones. Give I, us a reason to go back into it and do more with it. I honestly don't feel like those packs match the theory of the rest of the game. The rest of the game is once something's old, we nerf it and make it easier to get. And then we introduce new stuff on top of it. And the, it yeah. Triple Try doesn't seem to do that. So, it, But yeah, no, I, I, I do get excited. I don't even play that much Triple Triad, but when I get a card drops to me that I don't have, I'm like squeeing, and I don't even really play. So <laughs> so maybe. All right, we have a tweet from that Scottish bester. <laughs> Though some sterling detective work I have in fact discovered from leaked footage of a male Vieira in-game engaging in PvP against what appears to be a group of paladins. <laughs> <laughs> This one made me giggle, guys, because I am, I have boobs and I'm a Monty Python fan, which is apparently rare, but, um, this is, he's just the clip with the what rabbit with gnashy teeth from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Jesus. Oh my God. I laugh every time I see this. I still have an old, I found this on a, on a drive, I think two days ago. I have an old Penny Arcade comic. From 2011, I think, and it had uh, it's a Final Fantasy 11 one. It may be older than that. It must be, it must be older than that. Uh, that is, um, they're hunting in um, Lathine, and uh, there's a rabbit, and one of them says, "Oh, I'm gonna go kill that bunny," and they were like, "No, no. don't!" And of course, it, it's it's the bunny that kills you when you're out there. Like most of the bunnies are harmless, but then there's one notorious monster. I don't remember what it's called. Junkin' Jumpin', Jumpin' Jagger. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah. Something like that. And uh, that one will just destroy you <laughs> if you don't know what you're doing. And he's yelling out, this is the destroyer of worlds. Uh, yeah. So maybe that maybe that's what we're getting for Mel Vier. Just a, <sighs> just a little, a, a a little, a little bunny that will eat your face. Mm-hmm. Mm. So thank you. Thank you for that tweet. 
enjoyable. Whew, I guess it's closing time. I'm, this got longer than I thought it would. I don't know what we yeah, did. Yeah, I shot the shit for a really long time, <laughs> I think is what happened. It's okay. All right. Okay, closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. You can find links to all of our episodes and blog posts on our website, gtffxiv.com. While you're there, please leave us a comment. And if you'd like to, you can support us by clicking the donation button. You can find us on Twitter at gtffxiv. Email us at gtffxiv at gmail.com. Please leave us a rating wherever you listen to us. Uh, Personal plugs, Ruby. Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Rubicon Vale, R-U-B-I-C-O-N-V-A-L-E. And you can find me on Twitter at Yelta Sumasu, Y-E-L-T-A-S-U-M-A-S-U. As always, thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.